At least where I'm at. Sunday. It's not out here, I'll tell you that much. So. Oh, I wish, man. It is a hot Sunday morning, 12 a.m. Tell me about it. Podcast. Still recording on a Sunday. Still recording on a Sunday, just a little bit earlier. Yeah. This is the Check the Vending Machines Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, I'm Jason. That is Zach. This is our supposedly monthly wrap-up. It ends up being almost bi-monthly, I feel like, at this point, but... Depending on what we're what we're checking out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it usually depends on, like... Because normally if we have a series, a series normally ends up taping, like, three to four weeks. And then, yeah, sometimes it just bleeds over into the next month. So, I don't know. It's weird timing, but we make it fit. And basically, this is just our... our wrap-up episode where we get together talk about everything outside of the topics that we've been reviewing or talking about over the course of the last few weeks Mm -hmm. um this past month obviously it's been evangelion uh, month where we went through the rebuild movies and now we're going to talk about everything else that we consumed (laughs) In the realm of pop culture. Yes. Um, I got a good list. I hope you got a good list. I got a decent list. Well, I'm going to let you kick it off, man. What, what, Zach, what have you been digging into? Okay, so first of all, before anything else, I just got to say, mm-hmm. there's like too many to name, but like, as far as like currently stuff that I'm keeping up with, like this season of anime is like, it's good shit, dude. Yeah. Like Blue Lock the first episode of Blue Lock aired today. I'm fucking so stoked for that shit. I mean, I've read... I didn't finish the manga, but I read, like, the first... I think I got up to, like, 50 or something like that. But it's, like, such a good and interesting take on, like, sports for me. Like, I specifically like the aspect of, like, hyper-focused on, like, this one central aspect of the sport. And they're, like... We're going to, like, fucking Battle Royale, Death Game, like, get this shit down to, like, the main goal is to find, like, the best striker in the world. This whole story is around, like, finding that best striker and, like, making, you know, them get onto the Japan uh, national team for, you know, the FIFA Cup and all that shit. So, uh, so you got that. Well, I want to pause you there real quick. Um, Yeah. Because I, I've read the I read a little bit of that manga a long time ago, mm-hmm. when I was in the middle of looking for some, something to read. Yeah. And what what I mentioned this to you earlier, and mm-hmm. I'll say it on the pod. Like I think the art in the manga is great. It's great art. I think yeah. I think the main character is really interesting. I, I like I I dig a lot of what the guy is putting down. Yeah. What I don't dig. And this mm-hmm. is just purely speculation. Yeah. Which is that I feel like the manga cut doesn't like sports. And I mean that because in no mm-hmm. world would you ever be like, we're not going to care about any other position. Just the offensive you know, part of the game, that's all I'm going to work on is find the best this. I mean, I get 
where that's coming from. I think he does a decent job of justifying it, which is like Japan is he basically like Japan has like everything else locked down, but the reason that the Japan's not winning, the premise in the manga yeah. at least is like that they don't culturally have they they good they, they stand back. I I yeah, I very, get, I get very all of that. Country and their teams play very passive. I get all that bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Because you look at basketball. You have mm-hmm. defensive teams, you have offensive teams, and the defensive teams still win championships. Yeah. Right? In soccer, it's the exact same way. If you look at the Premier League, they're going to have teams mm-hmm. that are not as aggressive as teams that are more, yeah. you know, pass the ball, teams that are aggro. So, with that being said, I like the idea of, like, locking kids into a room, which is very not realistic. But... <laughs> We're gonna take you away from everything that you fucking know until you fucking get eliminated. Right, from the especially shit. or you a, become the n- next striker. And the big thing too is like when I like that first part of the and obviously the anime will get there pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But the, the oh, first, yeah, the first match, yeah, where the the guy is like the guy who runs the thing is like, hey, you know, break soccer down to the to the core values, mm-hmm. dude. They would that those games would never work. Yeah. Because you don't like it's like imagine if you, it's a football like American football game, and yeah. like, okay you're running back okay now you're gonna be, you know a lineman like you, yeah. it would never it would devolve and obviously it's less it's less people less positions, but mm-hmm. imagine a hockey team, hey you're gonna be over here now you're gonna play it it just would not work, and it's yeah. manga so I obviously get cut some slack, but like that's the that's the one thing that I give credit to like like Kuroko. Like it's super mm-hmm. duper anime, it's super Dragon Ball Z basketball, but they yeah. they understand that the members of the team have to be efficient in the roles. Yeah. In a sport, can be, like Michael Jordan can win every game and be the best player mm-hmm. of all time, but if his overall team is complete ass, yeah, I, I know that that they said in the he manga, needs his fucking Sky Pippen, dude. Right, I, and I know that in the manga Blue Lock they say that the other positions they have they have those those players are decent, yeah. but you would also be doing Blue Lock for those players. Yeah, you would think that that would be the assumption is that if you're gonna go for like the best striker, the assumption that would you would also probably want to do something similar like this for just all the positions. We're gonna have Blue Lock for the goalies because. Yeah. Even though you can you can score the most points, but if you can't block goals, you don't win. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I think with that being said, it's kind of like okay, I dig it, but at the same time, it would be really sweet if it was like a fucking reveal, like yeah, hey, by the like he gets the main character gets through the blue lock and he gets put on the national team or wh- however long in the future, and he yeah. realizes oh shit, oh we've been do- there, there's the counterparts to the ego guy. Mm-hmm. Those are his counterparts at different yeah. places doing it for every position. So now we have the best team that we could we can forge. Yeah, I get you know that. What I mean, so that, that's just what I was thinking. I will say one of the the series that just wrapped up that I fucking also love, which I think I talked about on the podcast before, but Awashi just finished up and it does exactly what you described, which yeah. is like, and it, you know I talked about it before where the perspective change of like having a fucking striker go out to. Yeah. Suddenly being uh, a fucking fullback all the way in like the back defensive backfield of the of the team. And then you also get that perspective where it's like, okay, so you see the different different perspectives from different fields and you also get a much better. I think that show does a lot better job of showing like team dynamics and like how strategy actually works with players on the field. Because like I played soccer before, but like 
I was a fucking kid and I didn't actually understand anything. So actually like having them break down different strategies, like having like trios of players team up so that they could form triangle passes and having that be the way that you like move the ball up the field and like using that to like distract the team and, you know, try to implement, um, you know, different strategies and also how important just like having, having everybody be like on the same page and like in the same mindset, like, even without verbal commands, like having that, you know, sort of mind link, I guess, sort of type of thing when you're playing a game is super important. So I think that series, as far as like being a, a sports series, I think it does a really good job of like what you say you would be looking for in a sports right. series. So. Well, that's just what I like about sports yeah. is that's a team team thing. You know, yeah. if it was going to be like fighting, well, you can. Oh, yeah. The All best the fighter ones are like, I'm just in this for me, baby. Right, you know, so I mean, that's just my one. I haven't read enough of the. the yeah, I will say know. it's definitely like I mean, the very first scene in like the manga and in the anime series is like the kid is like trying to go to nationals yeah, and then he tries loses, to be a team yeah. player and it costs him the fucking game. Right. So it's a very weird messaging compared to like most other sports themes where it's all yeah like teammates like camaraderie rah 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 we gotta get together and this well, one's and, like and, and oh, i'm fuck. not i'm not even saying like i want the player i'm down with players to be michael jordan which is like people yeah. who are they know they're good they're going to take the shot that's fine yeah. but like you also need the you need quality you know forwards mm-hmm. or quality point guards to also yeah. get the ball to michael jordan yeah you know i mean and like um, yeah i get you that, that's my only thing that's it yeah so there's that you know, second second part of Spy Family. There's an interesting, just like a ninja show coming out. It's very strange. So I watched like the first episode, and it's like it's a very weird premise for a show, which is like I guess it's not that weird. It just felt like it was like presented weird. But basically, there's like a village that like is like some Japanese city. And it's basically made of like this ancient ninja clan. Uh, and the main character is like the secret heir, but like nobody ever told him, but he always was doing like these lessons and shit. And his parents were like, his mom was super strict about making sure they taught the stuff. And she's like, all right, well you're doing this cause you're going to be the next head ninja bitch. Yeah. Uh, and they're also like techie stuff. So I don't know. I'll give it a few more episodes and see what develops from that. You also have new fucking Gundam. <sighs> Jason. Mm-hmm. You gotta check that out, dude. I want to. I man. am. I am super fucking stoked. Mostly because it's also like, I don't know if it all is, but like, there's definitely like hand drawn mechs, and I feel like we just haven't had a really good hand drawn mech series in a while. I feel like they've been leading, especially with mechs, really heavily into like CGI models, which I get because it's cheaper and it like actually fully hand drawing like the tiny animations of a mech is like really fucking hard to do and time consuming i I saw people on um i don't know if it was reddit i think reddit but Mm -hmm. was there some big out outcry about this series or something or people were like people were complaining about it or something i didn't see it i was was on the gundam on the gundam subreddit and people were like memeing i guess like a bunch of like boys were like crying about the main character or something like that i, I don't know for I'm sure. sure there's like some weird like incel shit because like she's a girl and she's like a really good pilot and she beat up like the top duelist in the school is who's a guy because the way that they set up this world is she goes she's going to like this pilot school and apparently or it's not a pilot school it's like a you know mobile suit school or whatever right 
But apparently, I guess they solve everything through duels. Like, that's how all, like, fights and arguments and, like, everything is solved. They're solved through, like, mobile suit duels. So, so she just, uh, she just, hold on, hold on. So everyone just has their own personal mobile suit. Well, I think they also can, like, borrow ones from the school. But I'm sure, like, you know, like, the, like, the top duelist, like, his father was, like, a big shot in his company. So I'm sure he had his own personal mech. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, now, uh, she hold got, on, hold on, sorry. And they're going, they're going to school to be pilots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's what she's going to school for. There are other people, like, they show, like, that there are, like, mechanics and stuff there, gotcha. too. Okay. But there's a, she's specifically in the pilot school. Gotcha. So. Okay. And then she gets the Gundam from her mom, like, you see in the prologue that, like, it's, you know, the Gundam, Gundam. I think they call them, they call them Gundams or Gundams, obviously, but, um, it's, like, the prototype that, like, her mom was working on the prologue series that they released earlier. And now it's, like, you know, obviously it's working again, and she's been, with it for a long time and also like i don't know i feel like you probably have would have like that weird contingent that would like say she's a mary sue but like i my understanding of the character is that like first of all it's very clear that like she doesn't have a lot of interaction with other people it's very obvious from her characters the way they characterize her that's like she's basically only been around her mom and hasn't really socialized with other people her i my understanding at this point is like her basically her whole life has been her, her mom, and this Gundam. And so she, like, she knows this Gundam intimately and, like, how to use it. So, like, I don't know. It made sense to me that she was able to, like, come out on top. Also, just looked fucking rad as fuck. Like, they did the I, I, whole, I don't, like... I don't understand. I mean, obviously, I can't speak on the, um... Mm-hmm. The, the, the outcry that I, I just saw, briefly saw. I didn't watch the anime, so I, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you exactly what... People were complaining about, but I, I saw it on Reddit. You can maybe check it and look if you want to see if there's if it's still there. Maybe and maybe I'm misremembering it. This is maybe. last week, but they also might be mad because it's basically in the first episode they established it's probably going to be like some slight like girls love shit because apparently the also top duelist in the school is like engaged to the daughter of like the founder of the school or whatever. So now that the girl won, she's technically engaged to be married to this chick. So. Okay, well let me hold on. let me let me see if I can just, um, pull it up actually real quick while we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so g- give me the premise of the show again, though. Uh, I can read you the synopsis real quick. Yeah. Uh, let me see. A.S. Ad Stella 122, an era when a multitude of corporations have entered space and built a huge economic system. A lone girl from the remote planet Mercury transforms to the Astacasius School of Technology, run by the Benerit Group, which dominates the mobile suit industry. Her name is Suleta Mercury. With a scarlet light burning in her pure heart, this girl walks step-by-step through a new world. So is there a war going on? Is there a Xeon? Like, what's the... Um, I The way that I understand it, it's not like a Xeon-type thing. It's more like a, uh, like, um, like, Megacorp war like economic war but not like you know full-on like you know this star system is fighting for independence from earth or some shit okay um but there's definitely like the the main not the main chick but like the the girl that like is basically like the trophy of this school or whatever she they say something about how like she wants to go to visit earth so clearly it's like something that is not Either it's, like, not easy to do or it's something that's, like, 
just not like really thought of as something that's like really that important. And they all make fun of her for wanting to visit earth. And she like has a greenhouse where she like keeps a bunch of plants and shit. So obviously she's like not really into like space life. So gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. There's threads on the subreddit about people complaining and people also being like, I don't see people complaining, but then people are also saying, I see complaining about it. So like, I guess it's somewhere hmm. that I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really seen in the in pl- the places that I frequent. I haven't really seen too much of complaining about it. Um, but I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure there's that's there's always some weird contention that gets mad when you know. Yeah, there's a, a there's f- a post here from five days ago that says all the people complaining about G Witch right now it has like 527 upvotes mm-hmm. and a bunch of comments. So I guess I, I don't know. Maybe people were complaining about maybe mm-hmm. it's, it's the the lesbian stuff, but. I don't I, know. It I, might be a Twitter thing. Twitter's always a fucking cesspool. So. But I, I don't understand if if the complaint about the series is that um, – now, I'm going to preface this because okay. I always complain about this stuff with, like, the rules of the universes. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I use Black Widow as a perfect example because it's everyone knows Black Widow. <laughs> um, Black Widow can't beat Captain America. She yeah. just can't. She can't do it in a straight-up fight. She can't do it. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Now, she had time to prepare, set traps, be an assassin. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? That's her skill set. Right? Yeah. In a straight-up brawl, beat ten guys who are six foot five. She's five foot two. Don't believe it. Now she has a gun? Sure. Knife? Maybe. Yeah. But in a straight-up fist fight, don't believe it. That's the rest of the rules of the world. It's based in New York City. It's based in reality. Right? Yeah. Now, you give her powers all day. You give her Hulk's mm-hmm. powers all day, right? Gundam, the physicality of the pilot means nothing. Yeah, because it's all about the robots. It's, it's the so. robot. It's your brain. It's your hand movements. Mm-hmm. So, like, go back to Star Wars. Yeah. They, they, they. If you don't pay attention to Star Wars dialogue, you go, oh, Luke is a um, uh, what's the male term for Mary Sue? Was it again? I don't remember what do they call it? Whatever. Luke's a Mary Sue, right? Yeah. Which, like, most main characters are to an extent. This is how much you are. Um, yeah. You know, but they, how can Luke destroy the Death Star in the, his first time flying an X-Wing? Well, it's his first time really flying an X-Wing, but it's not his first time flying. They say so he's... He, he, he tried to go to the Academy to, you know, be a... Be a pilot, a TIE, a tie a fighter pilot. pilot. Yeah. They say he, he flew... No, like he's, not, he's never flown shit He before, flew simulators so. forever. Yeah. But then also he had the force. And so did he really do or did the force guide him? Well, that's the force's will, right? So in Space gu- magic. So, in Gundam, yeah. it's like, do we really think that Amuro, like, obviously they do a good job of Amuro. Amuro, Amuro falters a lot at the beginning. Yeah, he but does. But by the time we get to Shar's counterattack, he's not, he's a grown man. He's 30 years old yeah. or whatever. He's good at fly, fucking piloting. But mm-hmm. Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed, Gundam Seed Destiny... Any other Gundam show, the pilot is usually, like, generally speaking, pretty solid the first time. Mm-hmm. But so the moment the storyline is, oh, she's the daughter of the mechanic, which is like Amuro. Amuro is the, do- the son of the guy or whatever. Yeah. You just assume that they're running simulations, that they're probably piloting it to test yeah. it. Because who's going to test the fucking mobile suit? It's going to be the mom yeah. or the dad or whoever it is. So who fucking cares? Yeah. yeah who fucking, as long as, the, as, long, as, long as, like... You know the robots make sense, like in yeah, and Gundam Exia from um, um, what's it called? 
one from the two thousand like the two thousand tens. Oh, double O. Double O. Like that Gundam mm-hmm. is the most <laughs> overpowered piece of shit in the history of mobile suits. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's like a giant beam particle saber. It's a terrible. So yeah. like that Gundam itself was a Mary Sue. Like it just it, it just got out yeah. of every, any problem the main character had. The Gundam just had the automatic you know yeah. checking off his gun or whatever the fuck, whatever this fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> So like, as long as they don't do that, who cares? Yeah, you know, and if it looks good. No, and cool. I don't think they did that. I mean, it's like you know, they use technology that has like been seen in Gundam shows before, which is like, it's definitely like a smarter version of it. But she's definitely got like a, I don't know. I guess they're just I just I just want to call them drones. I feel like there's a specific a funnels. funnels she yeah. has, definitely has like a funnel ish type system that uses and like they shoot lasers and they can also. Like, you know, they've got a weird form, so they also, like, form into a shield at one point as well. And I'm like, and, okay. I, and that, and you I've would seen, assume, like... I've seen like, funnels, and I've seen how funnels work, and, like, that works like how funnels work. Like, And you would assume, at, like, like any other Gundam show, they'll be like, oh, she's a, she's a coordinator, or she's a new type, yeah. or they'll, they'll add something, in some yeah. natural... Yeah, there's you know, definitely something different about her, so... Right, you know right. what I mean? So that that's... Who cares? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking Gundam. Yeah, it's Gundam. What to me about Gundam what makes sense? What what my biggest gripe with Gundam would be is like, is there enough space opera? Like yeah, that, that's, that's the bigger complaint. I'm, that's definitely I want to see what they do more with this mega corporation structure stuff that they've got going on because there's definitely going to be a lot of that mixed in with this like school stuff because it seems like they're very it's a very like incestuous relationship between like the way the school is run and like these companies and like they're all part of this conglomerate and whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely more interested in to see how that develops. Um, Cause yeah, that's definitely like, I mean, that's what makes Gundam stand apart is space opera shit. So right. I completely agree. Cause otherwise it's just going like on. Right. Which is cool in its own right, but yeah, I don't know. But it's not Gundam. Yeah, it's not Gundam. Yeah. Well, uh, what else you got going Hey, you know what? Uh, Actually, let me. I'm gonna use the bathroom real uh, quick. Oh, okay. So if you want to hold off and just ramble about Gundam for a second, <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just you know, I think the biggest thing for me was like the duel itself looked so fucking like I've rewatched the clip of the duel against the uh, against the dude like when it actually happens, and it's funny because like they have this whole buildup because then the the one chick like steals her Gundam and like was like uh, I mean honestly like the the headmaster's daughter was like probably the most annoying part because she's definitely got the personality of like all assigned by own destiny and then she like tries to destroy like this girl's Gundam because she's never freaking piloted before but thinks she's like good enough to like steal her Gundam and be able to win and it's like no like and that's probably going to be the other thing, too, is, like, she's going to have to learn to, like, you know, sometimes you have to lean on others to, like, help you and shit like that. I don't know. But it's, like, it's a whole thing. I don't I don't know. Um, but, you know, overall, I really just like the way that that, like, dual sequence was animated, even though it was really, like, it ends up, like, the actual fight is, like, a minute long. But it looks so, so good. Like, Crunchyroll posted it, like... Like, that clip specifically, I think, like, a day or two after it aired. And I've rewatched it, like, four or five times. I like it so much. So. Nice. Uh, so that's... Oh, and then the, you know, Common Rider series is about to wrap up. And I'm really liking that a lot. 
The an- the Kamen Rider right, anime right, series. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The W sequel, which makes me actually really watching this series, like, kind of makes me want to watch W, because I really like the relationship between the two. I can't even remember their names, but Shotaro, maybe? Shotaro, maybe. and um, in um, Green Haired Boy. I can't remember. Shotaro. He's got green hair in the show. I'm sure he doesn't in the in the in the actual Phillip. show. Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like their dynamic a lot. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Shotaro. I mean, this is. I'm, I think it is I'm going off of memory from 10 years ago. It sound, That sounds right. Uh, and then you've got the detective who's like their second writer, and I really like his thing a lot, it's like the hot rod thing. I think that's really cool. Yeah, Excel. That makes me really want to watch the show. That's Excel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, dude, that belt is so sick. Dude, his belt is so cool. And they've already shown like a lot of the forms for W. It was like what? Well, they did all the base ones, and then they showed Fang – uh, Feng yeah. uh, Metal, mm-hmm. and then they just did uh, Extreme X or Extreme W or whatever. That was like the last episode, and they showed like the two different forms for XL, which is like what he had like the blue his one. red is his base, and then they showed blue, and then yeah. I think they showed his white form too. So did they show um their uh their mentor the skull the skull rider? No, they didn't show that. Yeah, that mm. is, he's sick, dude. Yeah, he looks sick. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of interesting stuff with I guess the bad guys also have their own like morph suits that they can use with the the dopant stuff. Um so they're like evil riders, I guess. Uh I mean I'm, they, I'm still confused as to why they chose that series w? specifically, yeah. I think they chose it cuz I feel like the the at least for me like watching it like it makes sense cuz I feel like the the casing of like the noir detective stuff and like I mean, they've only really done, like, I think we're in the middle of, like, the final fourth arc right now. And each of them have been about three-episode arcs to, like, get through. Um, And so I feel like that, like, case of the week type thing that they've got going on with, like, the the arc structure right now, I think really translates itself well to anime. And also, I feel like, is, I mean, is W, like, one of the more popular series, or... I, I, I would say so. I mean, I didn't love so maybe it. Maybe that's just why, too, because it's just one of the more popular ones. Did, did they get the actors to do the voices? I wonder. I don't know who the original actors are, so I, I'm let not... Me, let me hear it. I don't think they, I don't think they did. They did got, they not? Shotaro Shotar sounds different. That's his name. I can't remember. I'm watching, mm. a, I'm watching a sequence right now where he's about the henshin, because I wanted to see what it looks like. Yeah. It looks good. I like the henshin, especially like when we talked before about how they make the henshin look like it's happening in real life. I think they do a good job of translating that as well. All right, so here we go. Yeah. He's fighting some guy with finger guns. Hmm. Like they're in front of a fountain. Oh, that might be the first one against uh, yeah, the like road dopant or whatever. All right. I think he puts he the belt like, on, it clicks, it goes, the belt teleports to Philip. He pulls out the fucking memory things. Mm-hmm. They click them, okay. Boop, boop, Cyclone Joker, right? Cyclone Joker, all right. Here I also go. like that, too. I like the I like the names of whenever they put in the new memories. All right, here we Joker. go. Joker! Henshin, Cyclone Joker, boop, boop, boop. Mm-hmm. Let's see if it looks like the, like the live action. Oh yeah, it's pretty much the same thing as the as the yeah. show, as the TV show or as the as the actual Tokusatsu show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks better. Yeah, <laughs> it's like actual explosions <laughs> and shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool, man. I mean, I, I, I saw people on the Conrader subreddit, going back to Reddit, the, my favorite thing in the world, but like... Yeah. Just like... there There's a section... Are of, they happy? Are, are, are Common Rider fans happy with it? I, I don't know about if they're happy with it. I, I didn't read enough about that, but... I, I did see a, a batch of people on like on YouTube and stuff also being like upset, like because mm. like new people are checking it out and like they're just trying to gatekeep their own community. Oh yeah. Even though like Comrider's this massive corporation, like to act like he like you're gonna gatekeep like a massively yeah one one of the biggest properties in Japan like forty something years worth of TV you're gonna gatekeep it because someone watched the anime like it's just stupid yeah. it's just so stupid I think it's a really cool way to get you know for like anime watchers to like get into Common Rider it makes me want to watch Common Rider because I'm really liking it a lot so yeah I think the thing the only thing that I would com- complain about. Would, and it's not even a complaint. It would be more like a mm-hmm. warning. Like, it's not as much as Kamen Rider is. It's Tokusatsu, um, mm-hmm. and they share similarities with the anime. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not anime, right? Like, it's yeah, still yeah. Di- it's people still act differently now. There's definitely a lot of similarities now with how people are portrayed, but mm-hmm. you know, it's st- it's more than anything. It's it's still a TV show. Yeah, like live action TV show. So, yeah, if you look, if you're wanting like the anime, anime ness, yeah, like the when the Garo animes were come, animes were coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that on purpose with the S so people get mad. Um, <laughs> I I don't know, I just don't know how the translation would be to someone who never watched Garo, mm-hmm. watched the anime and then wanted to watch Garo. I don't know how it translates because the Garo show that the, the original series is such a horror. Mm. horror based and you can't you can't do these massive fights like they could that they were doing in those you can do in the anime so i, mm-hmm. I just don't know I, I feel like it would be, it could be kind of a letdown too interesting because you're, mm. you're you're going from anime which looks cool like tiger bunny type stuff yeah to now you're now it's rubber suit mode yeah and if you don't if you can't get over the corniness of rubber suit mode like if you never grew up watching ultraman or power rangers or super sentai right and you, you watch, but you watch the anime. Like anime has its own level of corniness. Yeah. But Tokusatsu has its own breed of corniness, which is like the OG plastic plastic vinyl suit man. And yeah. if you don't already like like dig it, like my wife will never mm-hmm. never understand the the appeal to yeah watch Power Rangers. She'll never understand never understand it, and that's fine because it's super duper yeah. corny. So I think there's also a level of fear of like. Not fear, but you know, disconnect between the anime fan, so, the solely anime fan, yeah, and the anime fan that who has a history with like Big Bad Beetleborgs or yeah, no, to, I get that, hundred percent, yeah, yeah, no, totally. Ah, oh, well, I've been rambling about anime for a while. So, Jason, what have you been checking out? Man, I got a lot of stuff, man. All um, right, Later I'm on trying to figure where to start. Um, I'll start. With the freshness. Ooh, the new hotness? The new hotness, brand new, not even out yet, on Disney+. Plus. Um, All right. Last night, my wife and I... My wife! Uh, we watched the new Marvel uh, special, Werewolf oh, by Night. Oh, the werewolf thing? Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Um, 55 minutes, Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, is that it? That's yeah. Cool. Um, I, is that a 
movies, or is it just the one it's just, hour? It's just the one hour, 55-minute thing. Interesting. Black and white, universal monster replica, hammer hammer horror replica. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. That was a really cool story. Werewolf by Night, the werewolf character, Man-Thing is there. Um, I, I'm very vocal about this, especially to, to my wife, which is that like <laughs> I don't know marvel supernatural that well i know it very little i know blade yeah, we basically just know like blade blade i know dracula i know tomb of dracula i know morbius yeah, from spider-man animated series yeah i know the general idea of man thing and werewolf by night but i don't know i don't him. think i know the thing of man thing he's like the, he's, he's, the, he's the swamp thing but for marvel okay so gotcha. i and he's in the in the show i so i knew i knew the general idea i don't know i couldn't tell you everything yeah DC Supernatural, get the fuck out of here, dude. I dude. know, I know, that's my shit. Hellblazer. Just dark is like, goddamn it, dude. Dude, Zatanna, Hellblazer, Dead Man, fucking, I'm yeah. all that shit, dude. Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. Lens, Swamp Thing, or Alan Moore, Swamp Thing, got it all day. Lucifer, got it all day. Book of yeah. Magic, got Sandman, got it. I love that shit. It's my favorite stuff because DC Supernatural, no matter what, anything from Vertigo, early '90s to late '90s, magic mm-hmm. shit will blow Marvel out the fucking water. It's not even yeah. a question. But that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm, <laughs> I'm watching this shit, and like it's it's cool. It's very, very obviously... I mean, it's 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 universal monster movie. Yeah. Um, effects are cool. Um, it's a little bit bloody. Hmm. They go for the werewolf very universal style. Interesting. Okay. Like, very, like... Very Wolfmanish. Very Wolfman. It's it's very okay. it's very that. It's not. It's very big wolf on campus. If I wanted to go, okay. that, go that route to my child, it definitely looks like a human with a bunch of hair. Yes. Yes. Okay. But they play it right. The actors are all afraid. They play it really well. Man Thing is a big CG monster. He looks cool. They okay. they're, they're cool together. Uh, I enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. Best thing in the world? No. Definitely yeah. not. Uh, no Blade, which I figured. Disappointing. Especially after the whole director not being attached to the movie anymore. So I figured we were... Oh, did they fire the director from Blade? I think he quit or something. Oh, damn. So I figured, you know, that's that's cool. Right? No Blade, again. No Ghost yeah. Rider. At least not that I know of. No Ghost Rider. Hmm. So, you know, that's fine. Just give me we'll, a werewolf we'll character. I don't fucking care. Yeah. We'll see. We'll so, see. Watch that. Uh, She-Hulk. Still going on. One more episode left. She-Hulk. Daredevil. I was about to say, have you watched the one with Daredevil? Bro. Dude, yeah. Everybody's like flipping the fuck out. Everybody's He's like, so Daredevil's good. and She-Hulk. He's so good, dude. He, the suit looks terrible. Does he, looks he make the show worth watching? Um, No, the show's good. Okay. I think the show's good because the show is a sitcom. Yeah. It's a sitcom, and then they I think that's the other problem that a lot of people have had with it, which is that, like, I think they didn't expect it to be a sitcom, and then it was, and they were all kind of like, eh. I mean, just, I don't know. I I get that completely, especially if you want it to be, like, a traditional MCU thing. But as a comic book fan, knowing that She Hulk has a history with breaking the fourth wall, I'm not. I'm not like, I'm not hurt about it. Yeah. 
And it's fu- it's funny. There's funny moments in it, I and mean, there's definitely stupid stuff in it. I don't I don't necessarily think it's good writing, but yeah. there's definitely a lot of good stuff in it. I mean, um, Tatiana Maslany as as She Hulk is great. I mean, she's great. I've heard she's trying the best with what they're giving her. So I, I think she's good. I think she's really funny, but I think she also is some of the best acting they've had just because I've loved, but I really liked Orphan Black. So I, I really yeah. like her work. I like Comedy Bang Bang. She's been in Comedy Bang Bang a lot. So I think she's really good in, mm-hmm. in this role. She's really good. Um, best thing of all time? Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. That's Punisher Season 2. That's the best thing of Ooh. all time. That's the best thing they've ever done is Punisher Season 2. Yeah. And then, you know, hope we hope we get that back. So th- that's pretty much it. But I have a ton uh, of – that's it for the Marvel stuff. Um, okay. Just to kind of give talk a little more. Yeah. I'll, I'll skip. I'll, I'll hold the movies. I'll hold the action movies to the end because that's, okay. that's my jam. Uh, I'll go into Top Gun Maverick. Oh, you finally watched it. I finally watched it. It was I found available Did you online. Like it. I thought it was a movie. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it's a fun movie. It didn't change my life, but I thought it was fun. No, I mean it's not like you know, it's not a, like a life-changing movie, and there's not really any like. There's no stakes. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's. I was trying to think of like another adjective for, it, but yeah, there's just not like there's not like huge stakes in the movie, but it's like got a serviceable plot, and it's a fun movie that you know. I'll, I'll sit- take it the same way I took the first one, which is like. All right. I mean, I'm gonna forget about it. In I definitely weeks. like it after rewatching the first one. I think I rewatched it before top before I watched or I watched it after Maverick. I can't remember which one, but I definitely remembered liking Maverick more than the original Top Gun. I would say I like it less only because the guy from ER is there, and he I love mm. ER so yeah. But I mean, the Val Kilmer scene, nah, I didn't need it. I think I didn't like. It I mean, was it's, fine, but I didn't I think need it's it. fine, and you know, I was, you know, they did what they could and still had him in the movie, which I appreciated. But um, I think the thing that I liked was that at least like it felt like there was more characterization to Tom Cruise's character than like I'm a fucking cocky pilot, and then my partner fucking died, and now I'm gonna do this mission to end the movie because we don't know how else to end the movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I like the, that there's an actual like plot structure other than like going to fucking school. They're like, all right. So we're actually like training specifically for this mission and then have them like grow up and like actually like have to be like in a relationship and not be like the same cocky asshole he was like 30 years ago. Was, I, I, I didn't like the idea like that the whole premise of the movie is a mission that would never happen actually. Yeah, I mean, at this point, they just fucking send a drone in there, so... Yeah, and, like, then, even the idea, like, oh, there's these motion-censored missile turrets that we'll notice. It's like, dude... So send a bunch of drones. Don't... We would just bomb it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't give me the, the fucking Death Star trench run yeah. in the mountains and think that I'm gonna fucking believe these pilots can actually do it. Like, I yeah. know it's a movie, I get it, I'm just saying. Like, it's just, like, it's... Yeah. It would never happen. I mean... And to me, like, the level of um, love the movie got when it came out, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't see. Like, why? Um, I think it was also just, like, at the time, I think people were, like, kind of just fed up with, like, you know, movies that, like, 
had to be like political and have that kind of shit. And this movie was way more neutral. And I think people sure. were appreciating that aspect more to it. So I think they gave it a little bit of undue hype of like, Oh, it's not like trying to sh- shove some politics message down our throat. Um, which like, I did well made. I mean, I think, I think that's also part of it too is, I think the flight scenes really help sell it a lot, which I'm sure. like, I mean, they fucking should. Like, that's the fucking movie. So yeah. if you're not going to have that shit and, like, commit to that shit, then, like, why are we even fucking watching this? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. But at the end of the day, um, I'll never watch it again. And I'll never – it won't It won't make me a, a, a different type of movie fan. It doesn't change my – It's definitely not going to be, like, an – I won't say I'd never watch it again because it is a fun movie. But it's definitely, like, not on the list of, like, I'm going to watch this every fucking year. It's going to be one of those movies, if I ever watch it again, where I'm, like, it's a boring fucking Saturday. And I'm, fl- I'm flipping through Showtime. It's I definitely going to be one of those times where, for some reason, I bought a t- cable box again and I'm flipping through TNT and it's on TNT. Because that if there's a movie that's made for TNT – Fucking Top Gun Maverick. That's a yeah. TNT movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to have a cable box again, but it's the same thing, <laughs> but I'm flipping through the, the movie app. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got to- I'll, watch, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll, I'll watch Top Gun Maverick. I, I got time. Okay. All right. I'll yeah. check it out. Blah, blah, blah. I got nothing to do this Saturday. It's not like it's, you know, Saving Private Ryan where I'm like, okay. All right. It's not Band of Brothers where literally every year I'm watching Band of fucking Brothers every single year. Yeah. I've, I've never seen a show more. I mean, and, I, and my favorite show of all time is Psych. I have mm. seen Psych way less than I've seen Band of Brothers. I can, I can, I know that show in and out, fuck it, so much. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Seven Prime Ryan too, but like Top Gun's not not that level. Yeah, especially because it's a military movie. But um, yeah. so Top Gun Maverick, um, and I'll do one more before I bounce back to you. Okay. Um, I've been reading a lot of comics. Okay. Read okay. a lot of comics. Um, read a bunch. I'm not going to name all of them because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. But I'll read a couple off here. Okay. Uh, Sin City. Ooh. Going through Sin City again. Frank I, I read, read the oh. first two volumes. And historically in my life, I have been a Sin City apologist. I, I've always I adored Sin City. have never read or watched Sin City Movie sucks. Um, comic book is fantastic. Mm. But at the same the time, I feel I, like I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I haven't um, seen the second movie, but as as a comic book, as a graphic novel, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've I've always adored. Uh, I've adored Frank Miller and I've adored Sin mm-hmm. City specifically, but Ronin, RoboCop, I've I've really 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 loved. Um, Pretty much almost everything he's done. I have never read 300, but yeah. Um, Sin City specifically, I, I was one of those comic books that kind of changed my life when I first started reading comics. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like anything Frank Miller fucking did, Dark Knight Returns, Year One. You know, it was like yeah. this, the era of like I'm reading comics, like American comics or Western comics or whatever, not manga. Because if I went through the manga that changed my life, it would be like Devil Man and Giver <laughs> and Anything from yeah. the 20, 20th century voice, stuff like that. But like yeah. American comics, I'm, I'm reading like Civil War and like Death of Captain America, all the stuff at the time that's coming out, and I'm bored. So I, I finally get the chance to read you know, Dark Knight Returns, and that blows my, blows my mind. I get to read Killing Joke, that blows my mind. I get to read Year One, mm-hmm. that blows my mind. 
I've read Watchmen. I'm iffy, but I enjoy it. But I'm still yeah. kind of whatever about it. But then I read Sin City, and I'm like, this, this, this is insane. Like this dude wrote this and drew this. This shit's amazing. Yeah. Um So I went back. I went and read um, those two volumes. I'm gonna finish it at some point. Mm-hmm. But also by Frank Miller and drawn by Jeff Darrow. I read Hard Boiled, which is like this. Mm. Not great. A three issue series by by Frank Miller and Darrow, mm-hmm. but it's basically like a robots who shoot stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really not that great. There's no narrative really. It's more about like how much can Jeff Darrow draw some really cool shit. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what it is. Uh, but it's fun. But it, it it gives me the urge to go and read like like um the big guy and Rusty. Mm. Did you ever watch that show? When we were I don't think you've even heard of that. It's like a big silver robot, like Iron Giant, and then like a little robot boy, like 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 um, oh. like um, Astro Boy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a it's a Frank Miller, Jeff Darrow, like I think single issue comic book um, from the nineties. It's a good it's a good comic book. Um, but like I, so, I read that because I because I was reading Sin City. I want to take a break from Sin City because it's a lot of a lot of noiry shit. So I want to take a break yeah. and read something else. So I read Hard Boiled. I read Frank Miller RoboCop. Uh, I read. Uh, what was it called? Not Ronin. Fucking, what was it? Whatever. I've been going through a lot of Frank Miller stuff. Okay. Because um, the last couple of years, I see a lot of like people like specifically on YouTube and like YouTube comic book creators, like comic book content creators. Like, it almost seems like they forget who he is. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They, they like. I see a lot of like disrespect because maybe he says some crazy shit. I don't know. Maybe he's like a really crazy guy and like person. Oh. But like. You go back and I, I read Sin City or you read fucking Dark Knight Returns and you're like shut the, not shut up like yeah nothing no, nothing no one's done anybody has done ever come close to those books the only yeah. the, the only comic book I can think of that has come close to anything to the level of those two stories like Dark Knight Returns and Year One I mean it's Watchmen and like that's that's it and that's not a hot take that's like a, that's like a standardized yeah. Standardized take is those those two books specifically, Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen. So I don't know. I'm just like going through that phase of like rereading shit that I liked a lot when I was like 14, mm-hmm. and seeing if it still holds up. Holds up. And I'm I'm probably six issues into Watchmen right now. Mm-hmm. Just to, just on like the my fifth, sixth, seventh reread. Yeah. Because I'm hoping that maybe it'll click this time. It'll, I mean, I've I've never not liked it. Mm-hmm. I always just thought that I was really overhyped. I would definitely say it's overhyped, yeah. And like I like a lot of it, but I and I'm, I'm a huge Alan Moore fan. I just don't yeah. know if like my favorite thing he's done is Watchmen. I prefer Tom Strong. I prefer Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm just rambling about Frank Miller now. But it, since it is great, I think it's worth reading. You should check it yeah. out. At least once in your life, read it. At least read the first couple of volumes. I do need to read it. Yeah, I've been meaning to read it. Because uh, it always feels like it would be one. Because, yeah, I love, like, the noir settings. And each, and each volume is, is, you know, you can read one volume and take, take a step away because the next volume isn't going to be... They mm. don't, they're not connected. They're not that connected? I mean, you'll have characters show up in each volume, but uh, a character, you know, a story, is, each, each volume is kind of, like... Individual. 
Didn't you know, know that. But they'll have crossovers with each other. Interesting. Very, okay. very, um, like passing by kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Um, I can't remember for sure. There's like seven volumes, I think. I can't remember if. Hmm. Be my memory of volume one, two, three, four, four is pretty good. I don't remember if they actually become sequels to each other. I don't think they do. Hmm. I could be wrong. It's been a long time, but interesting. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they don't. But I would read it. Yeah, it's one, those, it's one of those mandatory. Like it's one of those mandatory comics. Like you, you've read Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm assuming you read Dark Knight Returns. Yep. I'm read assuming you've read Year One. So mm-hmm. those are the, those are you read Killing Joke. Yep. So those are like the number one superhero like must reads probably. Yeah. And then you go down. On Halloween. Yeah, and then those, that's the next tier down, I think. Oh, okay. So the next tier down would be like all the yeah the Jeff Loeb stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the next tier down like Spider Man seasons maybe. Yeah. Shit like that, you know. Um. But then I think that like Sin City is somewhere in there. Okay. Like in like the seminal, I would think Hellboy. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. At least the the the, the initial Hellboy, not necessarily BPRD or, you know, whatever, but just the initial mm-hmm. run of Hellboy. Um, I think those are must-reads yeah. for, for comics, yeah. I definitely went – I don't know if I actually finished it or not, but it definitely was reading the original run of Hellboy. And so I don't remember where I got to in it. I think I got two or three volumes in – I feel like, yeah, I can't remember. I have to go back and search through again. They were docu- they, they just made a documentary about him. About um, Magnola. Yeah, Magnola. They just they just won't put it out yet. They keep trying to put it put it at festivals, and I keep getting so annoyed because I'm like I want to see it. Just, want, it just give it to me. I get you're trying to get you know stud- credits for studio stuff or yeah. trying to sell it or whatever, but I'll pay you twenty bucks just to buy it. Like just let me yeah. rent rent it. I want to watch it. I mean like it's. You're gonna make money. It's fucking Hellboy. Yeah. So. Yeah. But what about you, Zach? What else is on your list, man? Uh, the other thing, some other things on my list. Uh, going back to Common Writer real quick, I did catch up with Geats, oh, nice. except for you know the episode that released this weekend. Uh, but the first five, um, I'm really liking it a lot. Uh, I think five episodes in, I liked it a lot more than I did first two and i still liked it the first two but uh the main character is less annoying he's still annoying um but i like i'm liking everybody else more um the last kind of arc that they did kind of dived more into the female writer and like her motivation for her doing stuff and like you know it's not a groundbreaking story that i haven't heard before but i still think that it's you know decent motivation for a character of like you know living the shelter life and they basically say that, you know, she was kidnapped when she was a kid. She was daughter of, you know, super rich parents. So she's been kind of kept, you know, away from the public eye. And so that's why she's always like running away, doing a YouTube thing, just trying to get out there and like experience life. And like, you know, her wish is to find her soulmate and whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's an admirable, you know, wish for somebody who's like basically spent their entire life trapped inside their parents' house. Yeah. So, um, so that I still don't like, uh, fucking, uh, annoying boys wish of like world peace or whatever. I'm like, 
that's going to have to change itself. Yeah, point. right. Um, but I'm still, I'm also still trying to figure out what the fuck Geats's wish is. Because it's also, I think it's in the latest episode that he implied that, like, this isn't even, like, his second one. Like, he's done, like, multiple multiples of these, like, death game common writer things to, like, try to get his wish. So now it's also, like, me also trying to figure out, right, so you've done this more than twice. How many times have you actually won? Because that's the other thing, too, because, like, if you don't win, I feel like for the most part you die. But then, I don't know, because Zombie didn't win, but Zombie's still in this... Or not Zombie, but Bull Guy is still yeah. in uh, this next round, and he didn't win the last round, so it's not like you automatically die if you lose, but I don't know. Maybe it's just if you make it to the final round and you don't win, you get to go on, maybe? I don't know. Um, but they also dove... They're diving way more into uh, Bull's character, his background stuff, Um I'm digging that a lot more of like why he's such a fucking uh, asshole to everybody. And I'm like, all right, respectable, you know, you used to have a better outlook on life. And then you saw like your best friend basically die in front of you. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> yeah, Especially right. if I saw the guy who like could have saved him and didn't fucking staring in front of me and like being a cocky asshole the whole time. I'd be pissed off at him too. So sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm liking Geets a lot. Nice. Um, I'm interested to keep watching that. So, um, and I really do like, like, I feel like there's going to be more, but I like the death game aspect to it. Like it's, you know, it's that speaking of like tokusatsu and anime converging, like the death game thing is like totally an anime fucking thing. Sure. Um, definitely. But, um, but I'm liking that a lot, but I feel like there, I feel like we're going to get multiple, uh, I don't remember what they call it death games in the show because i feel like we're already five episodes in and we're down to like four writers yeah and i'm like there's no way you're gonna stretch out four right especially because now they've established the rule that the lowest placed writer gets eliminated or maybe there's five writers but like that's not gonna stretch out to like what is normal season like fifty two episodes like or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. So either you're gonna get multiple death games or the death game concept is gonna get thrown out. Thrown away, yeah. 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 Definitely. And there's gonna be some other weird, you know obviously there's something weird going on with like the MC main chick. She's got some weird like alien personality shit going on and like you know the, you've seen this like mastermind guy with like his weird mask like doing minority report shit with his hands so there's clearly like some you know shady shit going on so if they don't do another one they'll obviously you know you know break out the rules of the game somehow and exploit this more but um but I'm inter- I am interested to see, you know, where they end up taking it. So I'm liking Geats a lot. Um, and this next one, I, maybe I should have started off with this because I literally just finished it like a couple of hours ago. Uh, but Book Mo- book Night at Dresden. Nice, In the, in the can. There we go. Um, I actually really, really liked Book Nine a lot. Because uh, book nine obviously is like all about the the white court vampires. You get the inner inner politics of like the different clans of the white court and how they do. I really do like the and it, you know it gets to a point at some point where it's like 
I don't I think this is one of the things and this is like not his fault. This is like, you know, it's just like media in general. I notice that like sometimes authors have the like thing to do this. And I realize you also have to like say this because you can't just like assume character wise that like other people know that what's going on. But like I feel like multiple times in this book, he's like explaining like how the white court vampires work. Mm-hmm. He's like, they don't play by like direct conflict. They all like are about like cat's paws and moving in the shadow. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like nine books in like I, I fucking got it. Yeah. So, but I get it. Like you have to explain it for like other characters and like, you know, yeah. most people aren't like binging the shit, you know, one after another. So sometimes you want to like get reminders. So like I get it. And that's also like part of my thing where like I'm binging through these books. So I'm like, you know, you know, for me, I'm like, you know, I fucking just read like book eight. Like I know, yeah. you know, what the, what the game is. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But I really did like, I think. I think it's one of the things I touched on when I first talked about this, but I think the, I feel like this book specifically, it's I think it's it is like the biggest influence of like him having Molly as an apprentice, but I feel like this is the first book that like shows him actually having like growth as a wizard, like he's not doing like just the same shit and like flying by the seat of his pants, like he's actually like using his powers in like interesting ways. Like he's not just like fireballing and like doing big destructive shit and like hoping for the best. Like he's especially like with the showdown with the white court vampires at the end of like him having this, like, you know, his antagonist back and forth relationship with Marcone and like having that go into like this final battle and like him having this like backup plan of like, all right, I know shit's going to be bad. Let me have this backup plan that I know that I can fall back on if like shit gets tough. Yeah. So I liked having that. I really like that dynamic between him and Carlos a lot. I hope yeah. that, and you know, I feel like that is not going to be something that goes away, especially like the way they end this book. Like they clearly are like on that level where Carlos is like, Hey, dumb fuck. Like I'm on your side. I'm like, thank God. Somebody is like, cause it can't be that like, Everybody on the council is a fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to have somebody. And especially, I think, I think they touched on it in the last book as well. Um, But specifically in this book, they're like, look, dude, people like, especially younger people, like, fucking look up to you. Like, you're a fucking superstar in the wizard world, like, for the kind of shit that you've done. And to have that conversation with Carlos, especially, like, I think at the end, he's basically like, look, you fucker. You're doing weird fucking shit that is, like, shady as fuck. Like, your relationship with vampires and, like, making deals with fucking gangsters and shit. And I liked how he had that initial reaction of, like, hey, you don't trust me? What else is fucking new? Like, my whole fucking life has, like, been having, like, you know, all these wardens and shit, like, treating me like I'm a fucking the devil incarnate. He's like, no, you bitch. I want you to fucking talk to me. Like, I thought we were fucking cool, dude, and you're not treating me like, you know, we're friends. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Somebody needs to, like slap him upside the head sometimes and be like, Hey, you're not in this all by himself. Cause I feel like this is the, and I think that it's a flaw in Herrick's character, but it's not like a flaw in a bad way. Like it's just a character flaw that like you need. But like, I feel like he's one of those characters specifically that is like, he gives people advice that like he doesn't follow. Sure. A lot. And I think this is a big one where it's like, 
especially in his relationship with Molly, I feel like, where he's like, oh, you can't just like do everything, do everything yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but that's fucking you, dude. Yeah. Like, you try to do everything yourself. So yeah. I like that aspect of around him a lot. And I really do like the uh, the relationship he builds up with Molly throughout the series of like showing her, trying to instill in her like the the, the inherent danger of being like, a wizard in the way that he's a wizard. Yeah. Like he's actually doing like fucking dangerous, risky shit that like she should not be trying to emulate. Yeah. And having her have that, like come to Jesus moment, I think was like really fun to see. Um, if I had to give one disappointment for me, I think the ending to the whole, uh, Lassiel plot of like him having this demon, and then you get to the end of the book and it kind of just like fizzles out. It was clearly like he was like, well, I don't know how to end this without like having him fight Michael and I don't want to have him fight Michael. So she's just gone. Poof. She fucking exploded herself to save Harry. And I'm like, well, that was that kind of just fizzled out. At yeah. The end. Yeah. Well, I mean, it got to the point at the end of the book where he's just like, all right, well, I'm just going to like call Father Michael and get him to take away this Daenerys, you know, this fucking temptation that's been there for the past, like, four books, and now it's just gone. Like, it's just yeah. not a thing anymore. And I don't know, like, you know, I guess you can just tell me, but, like, I feel like that just doesn't pop back up again. Like, I feel like that just is gone. Yeah. Well, to me, it felt like um, – I always hated that storyline anyways. I always thought it was stupid, but it was, yeah. it was just another quick way to power Harry up, but – yeah, um, that was – and I definitely feel like he definitely put him in situations specifically where he's like, okay, well – I mean she was a useful thing, which like – and I think they utilize it a lot more in this book than like in any others. But like the being able to like have auto-translate for anything that's going on was like obviously like a fucking OP yeah. power. Like being able to like talk to ghouls and like understand like fucking ancient vampire speech. Like, on But I mean what, what Butcher does is like he just trades – Lashel, whatever, however you say it, like Lassiel, whatever. He just he just tra- tra- trades her for another character for oh, yeah. for Harry, you know, and like okay, what what I've said before, and I'll I'll just keep, I always repeat it until you get there, which is changes. You know, he's building up Harry so that he can break yeah. Harry down. Mm-hmm. That that's the whole point. That's that's yeah. the journey. Um, and you're on the upswing, so enjoy it because it's good. It's good stuff. It's fun yeah. stuff. It's fun stuff, and Harry's happy. Um, yeah, because he's not. He's not. He happy. seems to be at a pretty decent place. You know, he's got Molly. His relationship with Thomas is really, really good. Mm-hmm. I like their dynamic a lot, especially the ending of this scene is like him figuring out that Thomas doesn't kill any pe- people anymore because he's a fucking hairdresser. He hair, yeah. It's um, fucking funny as shit. I've said it a thousand times on the podcast, and I'll continue to say it until you get there. But like. He's hair's in the upswing. Life is good. Mm-hmm. There's problems. Yeah. But it's a different world post changes. Yeah. Like, quite literally, it's a different world. You know, it's. I feel like he is slowly, steadily building up to like what's happening there. I think specifically like the big change I felt like in this one was like specifically having like Marcone be more involved with the supernatural world in general, like having him actually become. Part of, not part of the council, but he basically gets under like the supernatural treaty type yeah. shit. He like basically brings him fully into like, all right, well, you fucking want this shit, you fucking got it. Like well, you're he, gonna be a part go, of this fucking world. Away. 
No. It doesn't go away. He's there. He's he's a main character. Um, yeah. But like you're talking about Carlos, which I think is a, he's a great character, but... Yeah, I like Carlos a lot. You have to, you know, and I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, I've, I've mentioned it to you briefly before, but like, you know, and I, we talked before on the pod about what Harry decides to do come mm-hmm. come future books coming up, which is yeah. coming up for you in a couple books. But like, mm-hmm. Harry makes a decision to join, to take an offer for mm-hmm. for power, um, mm-hmm. you know, out of, out of selfless reasons, but it's a position nonetheless yeah. that he's been trying to avoid. You know, as the as the knight, and that decision is a secret decision yeah. that will eventually, you know, it's not a spoiler alert, but you know, it collides with his role as a as a wizard, as a warden, yeah, and well, just as a wizard, as a human being, oh, yeah. know, it collides with that because you know, in what world does he? It, it I don't know. If this is I don't want to say ask this question because I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. Do we know anything about Ebenezer? Well, I know he's the assassin, the Character. Black Wand. Yeah, Black Staff. Um, yeah, Black Staff. That's really the biggest revelation that they've had about him, and I feel like that was like a couple of books ago. Yeah. And then the ending of book eight was like him like semi repairing his relationship with Ebenezer. I think they like go to get pancakes or some shit. Um, but he really wasn't even brought up in this book at all, except yeah. they had the nice moment where I think he was laying out his plan to Carlos or somebody. Yeah. And he was like, and somebody asked him, was like, how do you know that they're not just going to fucking kill you? And he's like, well, the chords and also like, if they did, Ebenezer would like fucking rain down unholy hell upon their heads. So, yeah. well, so we know that Harry and him, no, Harry, Ebenezer raised, helped raise Harry for a while. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more there. Mm. Um, they kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, I think in. Uh, oh no, they didn't even touch on it because she fucking died. He gave some so- fucking tease about his mom and about him being able to like take on um, what did they call them? Other outsiders. Mm-hmm. They like tease that, yeah. and then they were like he. He, she said something about his mom and like something about his mom's power is the reason he's able to take on. They're not demons. What are outsiders specifically? They're like a, they're like a. Are they like uber demons? They're like they're kind of like that, but they're they're like they. Yeah, this is all future book stuff, but like they yeah. um, they're like beings from like the void, like between worlds kind of stuff. Oh, they're like or Cthulhu shit kind of. I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, sort yeah. of. I, okay. I don't know the sort of the perfect. Analogy. They're not like fallen angels, like Lashio, no, no, no. They're, 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 not, they're, they're not. They're like a completely different. They're a completely different type of thing. Yeah, all right. Completely different entity. But okay. like, um, there's a lot there with with McCoy, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's okay. I've said this before. Um, but like, yeah, the, the decision making for Harry, it, it all, it, he has to like face all those decisions that he's made. Mm-hmm. Um, because it changes a lot of stuff, and it, in one way or another, makes his life like upends his life. Uh, yeah, and like where again, I've said before, I, I, I keep saying that, but like where I'm at, where the book is series is at now, like it's not good. Like, yeah, not, not the, the story is good, but it's not good for Harry, is what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. Harry's not in a good place, and 
post changes, you're going to feel like you're reading a different series. Interesting. Be- only because you're reading them quasi quickly. Yeah. Like if you were reading them when they were coming out, it would probably feel a little more natural. But because mm-hmm. you're reading them, you know, multiple a year versus yeah. you know over the course of twenty years, you know, you're getting this, you're seeing a, this massive shift in Harry's life, being from a twenty-five year old to mm-hmm. a forty-five year old, or however old he is in the current book, or having you no, know, he's forty-something in the current book. So it's like you're seeing this massive shift in this guy's life really quickly, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost kind of like, um. Not culture shock, but like, um, you know, it's a, it's a shocking thing. Like, you don't realize that you, in your yeah. mind, you still think that he's like 27 or something. Like, he's still a young yeah. guy. But it's he, still something that I always have to like keep in the back of my mind that like, yeah, like time has progressed. Like, yeah, I guess at this point it's like nine years. years or something yeah, since the first book. Yeah, it's been years. He's not he's not a young guy anymore. Yeah. And by the time you get to battleground, like. It's, it's been 20 years or however long it's been, 19 years or something. So you factor he's been doing magic for, mm-hmm. you know, 28 years, 30 years or whatever, how long he's been doing magic. Mm-hmm. So he is not a weakling wizard. And the world knows that. And the be- other beings know that. And mm-hmm. um, now the fights are way bigger and the abilities are way mm-hmm. stronger and more devastating. And that also means that there's more casualties. Yeah. You know, and... You, you talk about Carlos, and, well, that's one of the biggest things he has to deal with towards yeah. later is, like, how do I keep this friendship when I have this massive secret? Yeah. And that's the other thing. I mean, getting to changes, obviously he picks that side, but, like, I think that was the other thing I noticed in this book specifically, which is, like, how many, like, bad guys are, like, this here fucking hot for Harry. Oh, a ton. Like, like Laura's like in multiple times in the book, she's like, bitch, I want you on my side. Yeah, so it's a ton. It's a ton. Yeah. Oh, like, like everybody like sees that shit. That's that spark in Harry. Well, and that gets to the point too, where well, Macron too is also like, I want you to be like my fucking henchman. Yeah. Even I, mean, though, I, I don't you know, know if totally hate my guts, but I don't know if it's this book that you're talking about where they, where Carlos tells him this, but there's a point where, and I don't know if it's Michael or if it's Ebenezer. Someone is like, or maybe it was even Butcher in an interview that's talking about this. But like, there's a point in later on, in a couple of books from now, I'm pretty sure, where like, and it could be, I don't know who it is. It's someone. Someone in the in the world says this. I don't remember who it is. Says to Harry, like, you don't understand how you look to other people. Like the mm. the things that you do, and how you do them. Mm-hmm. Like. You are you are the monster, like kind of yeah. kind of like you are not the same person that you were mm-hmm. at the bar, hanging out just chilling. Like you have scars, your your hand is fucked up, your bucket looks yeah. Skywalker. You can do these mat these super crazy things. Like you're you're you have it's it's you're becoming this massive you know yeah. this powerhouse in the world, um you know and other. Ties are revealed later on that make everything a little more interesting, obviously. But mm-hmm. yeah, and there's more stuff. But you know, I say the same thing every single time. Changes. You get the changes, and then from there you can take a break. I'm there now. Three books. Three books. You get there. You get the changes, and I guarantee you will not want to stop. Yeah. I just guarantee you. Like, you'll you'll keep reading. Which makes me feel like I need to like 
Because I also really do want to read uh, Wesley Chu's books as well. But I feel like I won't be able to keep both going on. Just because I'm reading on my Kindle. And I feel like it's a pain in the ass to switch back and forth between books on the Kindle. But... Oh, you want to read Time Salvage or you want to read um, Lies of Town? Well, I wanted to read that too, but I also wanted to read Lives. It's good. I enjoyed them. Yeah. I would skip them though and read his new one. Oh, yeah, the latest one? Yeah, I read his, I read his new one first. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll read his new one then. I, I really enjoyed it, but... um. Yeah. Nice, dude. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I got a couple more things. Speaking oh, okay. of uh, series... Mm. Uh, I got bored, decided to rewatch, or not rewatch, watch for the first time, but a rewatch of something. Um, mm-hmm. Initial D Legend Ooh. movie one to three. There, there were three movies that came out in like the two, like 2015, 2016, I think, which were like, I guess, like redone. Uh, th- three movies that were retelling, not retelling, like a reanimated version of the first like big races of initial D like they took, they retold the story. It's the same thing. It's the the manga. It's still the same exact story. Mm -hmm. They just did it with modern like graphics, Hmm. modern CG for the cars, like modern designs for the characters. So it's not all Mm nineties. Um, and they also took out some of the music and swapped it with fine music, but it's not, 90 zero beat music which is the best part about the anime you're you're a beat dude oh so good but it's the first like yeah i think the first three or four races of initial d which i'm a initial d for that i love initial initial d it's yeah. one of my favorite series of all time um and i've seen the anime a lot but i've read the manga a bunch mm-hmm. so i've watched the movies Loved it as as I as I said I, I super enjoyed it because it's good. And that made me want to go. You know what? Let me just let me go through another read through. So I, I just started reading from where the how many chapters is initially like seven hundred something. So I, I started reading where wherever is that the, Epo? Yeah no no. I started reading wherever the the last movie stopped. So mm. I'm currently on um where am I at? I pull it up. Because I'm reading on my phone. I'm on chapter 229. So okay. I'll finish here soon enough. But right now, um, they're racing. They're on their new team, Project D. Um, mm. Great great series. If you've never read Initial D and you like cars, I think it's really cool. Especially if you don't know anything about cars. It's a good way to, like, you know, dip your toe into, like... Mm-hmm. Not even the mechanics of cars, but just like that, like different car types. Like, cause they don't yeah. like go into like and how engines work really. They do sometimes, but like more like okay, here's what this car looks like. Now you yeah. can like identify what that car is or what that JDM car or whatever. So like, mm-hmm. I like that aspect of it. My one big gripe with Initial D is what's always been my gripe is that the main character never loses. Oh, he doesn't. So I never really have fear that he's gonna lose. Yeah. Um, cause even the season, he 700 kinda, chapters and he never loses he once. He kind of loses one time. He kind of loses twice. I can think of my mind. His last race, he loses, but wins. So it's kind of okay. like a, would have canceled each other out. Um, mm. and then earlier in the, um, series, a chapter hundred something or whatever, he's racing some guy 
and his car breaks down. So, like, he doesn't lose the race by finish line, but mm-hmm. because his car breaks down, you kind of technically lose because your engine exploded. But right. like, he didn't, he didn't, it didn't explode because he did anything. The car's just old. Oh. But then he races the guy again after they fix the car. Fuck a swamp. So like, destroys him. <laughs> so, but yeah, he never really loses. I never have to really worry about it. They just do a good, mm-hmm. he does a good job of building up his, the, the other, the other racers. And it's, they explain his, like, their techniques and how they're good at everything. But I just know that they're going to get their ass beat. And then D just, like, comes in and fucking wrecks them. Well, his name's Takumi, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I just called them D. I don't know why. They're but... fine. The, the, their team is called Project D. Oh, okay. Um, so I've been watching that, reading that. Um, but, but yeah. So, nice. Uh, what about you? What else you got? Uh, One of the last things... Uh, I've only got like two more things. Uh, so I watched because I saw it on Amazon Prime, and I was like, I was interested in watching this. Uh, so I sat down. I watched Michael Bay's newest film. Oh, Ambulance. Ambulance. Nice. With Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the other guy whose name I can't pronounce, who was in Candyman. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. His name uh, let me look him up real quick. It's rude. I shouldn't just say that. Uh, let's see. Ambulance 2020. His name is. Oh, I'm gonna fuck this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Yahya Abdul Mateen the uh, second. That sounds right to me. It's, it looks it looks as right as it's gonna be. Um, I like this movie a lot. Uh, I really do like Michael Bay's films. Um, you know, there's nothing really too complicated about them most of the time. Um, but I just like the way he shoots. I think one of the weirdest things, I think it's more of a thing that happens at the beginning. Uh, it gets, uh, more controlled later on, but if I feel like for the first 30 minutes, especially like basically it's a heist movie and like the fallout of a bank robbery. Um, and I feel like that initial setup of like, them going to the bank and then the initial like confusion after the bank robbery fucks up. Um, there's a lot of like weird editing choices. Um, a lot of strange kangaroo camera angles. Like he has several shots where he like goes to the top of a building and like has the shot, like fucking like skydive down to ground level. I don't know. It's very strange. There's some choppy editing, which is like, but it's not choppy editing in places where there's like chaos and confusion. There's just like certain points at the beginning, like where the editing's a little choppy. Right. Um, so that's like a little weird, especially for like a Michael Bay movie. I feel like his movies are usually edited a little bit more smoother than that. He still has camera choices in some of his movies that are weird, but I feel like this is also like of his camera choices specifically for shots, like. I don't know. I think it was overall really, really, you know, well done. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic. I love him. He's like the unhinged of the bank robbers where, you know, it's him and uh, Yaha. They're like adopted brothers, basically like, you know, they've been with each other since they were kids. Um, and their his adopt and the dad was like a famous bank robber. So Jake Gyllenhaal like kind of takes off after him and he's got like, a little bit of a screw loose. You learn that like he actually went to like college, uh, like the FBI college to like learn, you know, how they investigate to try to like, you know, 
be a better bank robber. His dad basically made him do it to try to like figure out like you know how to avoid the the fuzz yeah. and all that shit. Um, right. And then it all ends up going down with like you know them stealing this ambulance to try to get away from the cops, and this becomes this like you know fast paced like okay how are we gonna actually like get how are we gonna get away because you're like in a fucking ambulance like it's not gonna like just disappear. Yeah. The solution that they come up with is nice. I think it's an interesting solution. They basically do the like, you know, um, uh, hide a needle in a bunch of needles. Like they end up getting to a point where like the plan is like they gather in this one spot under a bridge and then they have like a bunch of different ambulances go out in a bunch of different directions to kind of, you know, confuse the cops. No, the, the very, Decent plan. Very basic. Um, We've seen it in. Uh, no, I mean, it's Michael Bay. There's nothing like fucking like ground. Too fast, too furious, on. biker yeah. boys. But it is, uh, but yeah. it is a, re- it's a decent plot. I really liked it a lot. Um, I'm going to call him Mateen. Mateen the second did a really good job. Op- I think he did a really good job opting app, opting opposite, opposite of jake gyllenhaal um but jake gyllenhaal he just i mean he's jake gyllenhaal dude he fucking steals the fucking screen whenever he's on there i think he does a really good job of like paying playing like slightly unhinged but he does the thing where he like he's like trying to be nice most of the time like he's still trying to have like the courteous like i'm not an asshole but then you like he has that thing that like sets him off he do, he does he plays that he he does he plays it really really well I really right. really enjoyed it a lot nice um so yeah you know if you're looking for a fun action movie I would definitely recommend Ambulance I think it's a fun time nice well that was a perfect segue for me into my last two things oh which are action movies okay from the eighties oh um one the is preferred one, John, the preferred decade for action movies yeah for sure I, I mean it, it's not my preferred genre or mm. my preferred decade of fraction movies, but it's it's top top number two. Okay. Um. So, do you want the good one first or the bad one first? Let's end on a good note. Start with the bad one. Uh, first. Start with the bad one. Uh, 1985. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. Famous uh, lower budget action movie. Okay. Well, I don't know, maybe not lower budget, but I'm assuming so. It's an action, it's a canon film movie. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, American Ninja. So. Have you ever watched this? This movie sucks. Um, there's a, there's like four <laughs> of them, and I think I've seen two a lot. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, mm-hmm. I've seen this one very little, probably twice. Mm-hmm. So I was like my third time watching it. Um, it's fine. It's a canon film style movie. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm like nine percent sure it's canon, but. Um, it, it, the, 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 the movie is very bad. The plotting is really terrible. The acting is classic canon films, 80 or yeah. canon film adjacent. If it's not canon film, um, about a white guy who's the best ninja of all time. And it's about a guy on a, at a base in the Philippines. And there's a, a bunch of, um, criminals who, uh, are trying to steal stuff with crooked military colonels. Who, hmm. who are the boss of the American Ninja? Because the American Ninja uh, had to go join the military because he was he was he was working the streets back home. He got in trouble, um, but he's really good at ninjutsu. And so like the the bad guys use a uh, the Black Star Ninja family 
to take to do their jobs, their missions. It's that's so stupid. And they go to steal a convoy of of military items, and usually no one gets killed because they just give it away. They don't care. Right. Um. But this time, the American Ninja was there. Joe. Joe Armstrong, the American Ninja. That's a fucking American Ninja so name if I ever heard of him. He one. was there, and they were going to attack the Colonel's daughter, who's like a smoke show apparently to, to Joe. Did they? Explain how he became the oh, best. Oh, let me get you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain the movie to you so you don't have to watch it. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah. But maybe you'll want to watch it after I explain it. It's um, possible. So they attack the convoy. This is the first. This is the beginning of the movie. They attack All the right. convoy. And usually it's fine, but because Joe's there, he can't let it slide. So he mm-hmm. he fights the ninjas. Uh, I guess he does really well. I mean, they don't really say. He, they kind of say he does, but it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of his his teammates, other military guys, get killed in the process. So the base is really mad at him because he he tried to show out. Mm. Saves the girl. They return the base. Love love relationship. Um, mm. He's a mechanic, I guess. So he's working on his car one day in trouble. Wait, so he's a good ninja and he also no, knows cars. Yeah. So his there's a black guy named Jackson, which is of course. Um, action for action movies in the 80s of course to give the most generic name uh jackson's like a corporal he's like a buff he's actually he's actually a martial artist in real life he's he's in a lot, a lot of movies you probably have seen him before if you saw this movie but mm. he goes hey joe i think you're some hot shit so fight me right now so they fight um it's terrible it's just a bunch of like hit joe it just throws jackson around a lot it's really terrible oh it's like um, steven seagal it's it's very much like Steven Seagal, mm. and then so Jackson goes, all right, hey man, we're we're cool, dude. They become best buddies, and then Jackson's like, hey man, like where'd you learn that shit, man? That's some that's some crazy shit that you know. And Joe's like on the streets, man. And then Jackson's like, no man, I'm from the streets. You didn't learn it there. He goes, listen, Jackson, I have amnesia. What the fuck? I don't remember how I learned this. I just know it. Well, Wait, so he's lying about. Well, obviously he's lying. No, he's white not. Guys he's not. Streets, he's he's but... not. He's not lying. He's he has amnesia. No, well, he was lying about learning it from the streets. No, he he was working the streets. He was fighting on the streets. He's in gangs. That's why he went to the military. He got he got arrested. Okay. okay. But cut. I'm telling you this. This is the whole movie. I'm telling you this. I don't care. This is the end of the podcast. I don't give a fuck. Uh, cut back to the Black Star Ninja Clan, and they're doing mm-hmm. the sweet '80s action movie like training sequences at the Ninja Compound. Yeah. Um, which is it's sweet. And there's a Japanese dude, and he's like, we have to find that American ninja. I've, there's never been an American guy good at ninja, so we have to fucking find him and kill him. Because if we don't, we're fucked. <laughs> we got to find him. Damn, well, that fucking white people have ninjutsu, too. Right, we can't do it. Um, stuff happens, stuff happens, stuff happens. And they keep cutting back to this gardener at the Black Star Ninja Mansion. Well, it turns out the gardener is also a ninjutsu master. And when and years ago, when Joe contracted amnesia as a baby, he was raised by this gardener. As a baby, <laughs> and, and so so you think, oh man, like Joe just got amnesia recently. Yeah. No, he was found by the military when he was six, and brought back to America. Okay, at what point is it not so, amnesia and it's just like you just don't remember anything from when you were a so, kid? So, so basically what they're saying is that Jif, 
between age zero to six, Joe became the Ninja Two Master. <laughs> it's so it's so fucking stupid, dude. It's so stupid, but it's so oh, good. it's so oh. good though. It's so it's wait, so hold on. Yeah. So the military found him when he was six. Yeah, after he's been trained by there's like some sort of. But accident. I thought that he had to join the military because he was working on the streets and he was in the gang. It's like years later. It's like ten years later. So the military found him, and they were like, "Okay, you can do whatever." He, fuck no, off I think what they mentioned later on, like he's like been in foster care, and like never, he's always been a troubled kid, like foster care reform, huh. reform school, and they just got in so much trouble because he's a master at ninjutsu. That's it. That's all. You know. So and it finally caught up with them. He had to join the military. Okay. okay. So that ends with a big ninja fight across the compound, and of course Joe Armstrong wins. And that's well, the, he's the American Ninja. That's the American Ninja. So, um, the fact that this movie got released, it has four sequels, but yet Miami Connection didn't get released until like ten years ago. But blows my mind because Miami Connection is so much better. That or uh, you know what we have to see now. Now that we've watched Miami Connection yeah. and RLM talked about it, you have to find a way to watch New York Ninja. I have it. You have it? I have the special edition 4K set, yeah. I need to watch it. Yeah, I got it, dude. It's, fant- it's fantastic. It's amazing. You can buy it. It looked really fun when they were talking about it. It's it's definitely not... It's good. Yeah. But it's not Miami Connection good. No, 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 no. Because it's it not... It did look Miami Connection good. Because, but there's something about a ninja that rollerblades that yeah. you just gotta love. It's good, but it's different because Miami Connection was made in the time. Yeah. Whereas New York Ninja was made now. Yeah, it was re-edited from yeah. old footage. So that's the big difference. Yeah. Also, New York Ninja doesn't really have the heart and soul that Miami Connection yeah. does. Miami Connection has a heart and soul. Yeah. To it, and that's why there's I, a pureness to Miami Connection. I got that 4K set too recently. God Ooh. damn, dude, so good. Um, and I'll, I'm gonna end my my list on a high note because American okay. Ninja. It, it, it's a movie, but I, I want to end on on the um, a high note. Okay. Okay. I was scrolling through yeah. Netflix, and in this movie I've seen a thousand times. I think everyone's seen this movie a thousand times. If not, you need to watch it. But um, you know what I say? Just be nice. Just be nice. Be nice. So I was scrolling through Netflix and I saw Let's Just Be Nice. So I watched Roadhouse. And let me tell you, man. I've seen this movie so many fucking times growing up. And it still, so fucking good, dude. still holds up. Still holds up. And they also, speaking of 4K. Um, Are they in a 4K of Roadhouse? Vinegar Syndrome, Boutique Blu-ray, releasing a hard, hardback, hard case, hard shell cover. Roadhouse 4K, immediate buy. Immediate. Had to yeah. do it. Because Roadhouse, to me, is the epitome of, like, 80s, not not Arnold movie, not no, no, no. Sly, but a different... Roadhouse is a different kind of... a different movie. kind of action flick that, to me, they're going to remake this shit coming up at some point. They're going to remake it. Who would you even try to be Patrick Swayze? Scarlett Johansson. Ah, 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 ah. 
you know, or like Queen Latifah. Yeah, I can see them doing some dumb shit like that. It'd be, it'd be, it just won't. Or it'll just be Chris Pratt. It'd be Chris Pratt, yeah. Which I could actually see him doing that. But like, yeah. the, this movie, rewatching it now, because I haven't seen it in a couple years, but like having rewatch, having seen it so many times, I just, seeing it as a 30 year old person, I mm-hmm. forget how many freaking pairs of boobs are in this movie. <laughs> There's so many boobs, dude. And like, the action. There's Roadhouse, man. Yeah, and like, the action sequences are like fine. But, like, the movie goes – half of the movie is a cool, like, bar, slice of life kind of, like, just crazy movie. Mm-hmm. But then the last, like, 20 or 30 minutes becomes a straight-up, like, canon action movie. Like, we learned that, you know, Dalton's on the run because he killed someone in, like, Louisiana or whatever. Yeah. And you don't really know, like, like okay, probably true. We see he's a badass, but, like – did he really kill someone? Maybe it's misunderstanding. He says it's self-defense. Maybe it's no big deal. And then, like, the whole movie, it's, like, just a goofy fun time. And then it becomes, like, this, like, man versus the, the corrupt town businessman. Yeah, I always thought that was weird that it kind of just switched to that. It, like, just, it switches to that. And then all of a sudden, he's ripping some guy's throat out. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? It's, like, it's kind of like Miami Connection where it's, like, a bunch of a band is hanging out playing yeah. songs and then it becomes like this really bloody ninja movie. Um, but like, yeah, Roadhouse, it, it's, it's so good. And the music's so good with the blind guy, um, Jeff, oh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Healy. Oh. Like I finished watching it last week. And the first thing I did was like, okay, next time I get in the car, I'm listening to, cause I, the blind guy is an actual musician. Yeah. Named Jeff Healy. So like the moment, is I, he actually blind in real life or was that he, just, yeah, character? yeah, he's actually blind. Okay. So the moment I finished Roadhouse, like the next time I got in the car, pull up Spotify and listen to that guy's first album. It's mm-hmm. great blues rock, but like, yeah, it's a fun movie. Swayze is so good. Swayze, man. He looks fucking sweet with the fucking like tucked in black Hell shirt. Hell yeah, dude. Oh my God. So Just fucking looking there. Woo. And like, it's so cool. Like, I remember, I, was, I remember watching it when I was a kid. Isn't like, this is also the one where he's got like the fucking tight jeans. Tight tight everything. Yeah. Like, tight well, everything, yeah, tight yeah. everything. Yeah, but for sure. But I remember um as a kid watching it like for the first couple times, especially the first time, it like the montage sequence where like he goes he first moves the to the new town mm-hmm. and he's like buying a new shitty car, putting his new car his fancy car away. And like yeah. buying the tires and all that stuff. I'm like, what is he doing? And then when it cuts to his first time leaving the bar, and they they popped his tire, smash his window. I go, I gotcha. Like this is like yeah. his dude's smart. He knows what's up. He's he so knows he's so smart. And then you know, he fires the bar tender. He fires. It's 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 such a good movie. It's so fun. Yeah. Until it becomes a, a straight up action, like a very different type of movie. But the first, the first like seventy five percent of Roadhouse mm-hmm. is my favorite kind of. I don't want to say favorite, but one of my favorite kinds of movies, mm-hmm. which is like, why would there be traveling coolers? Like why? <laughs> that like that that's such a weird thing. So in the same realm. Not the same type of movie, like story, but the same realm is. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Over the Top? 
I haven't, but that's the one with uh, Sylvester Stallone. He's like rock climbing or something, right? That's um, Cliffhanger. Oh, okay. But it, it is sly, but it's a it's arm wrestling. No, I have not seen so, Over the Top. Over the Top is about Sly, who's a truck driver. I'm pretty sure his name is Hudson Hawk. I could be wrong. That's a good-ass name. It's Hudson something. I'm pretty sure it's Hawk. I could be wrong, though. Hudson something. Hudson Hawk. Wasn't that a Bruce Willis character? Maybe. Lincoln. Maybe it it's, Maybe it's Lincoln Hawk. Hold on. He was like a detective or something, I think. Let me pull it up real quick. Just get it right, because his name, his name is really good. It's like Lincoln something, maybe. Over the Top movie. Lincoln Hawk. It's Lincoln Hawk. Okay. So Lincoln Hawk, Sylvester Stallone, he's a truck driver, and he he one day picks up his son, his estranged son, from military boarding school. Now, apparently his mom is, like, dying or something like that. Or his mom's, like, his, yeah. the, the mom is, like, sick. So she goes, no, you need to, you need to meet your dad because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a truck driver. I come from a rich family. We weren't supposed to be together. There's problems. Mm-hmm. He 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 went to go be a trucker. He you know he's a good man. It was not his fault. He left. But you need to go meet your father because I'm not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. So he picks him up from boarding school, military boarding school. He's a fucking dweeb. He's a dweeb, dude. Right. And the whole time Sly's like trying to get him to like open up. I'm your dad. We're we're gonna hang out. You want to drive the truck? All this kind of stuff. They get to the diner and they're sitting there and this big guy starts causing fucking trouble, bro. He just won, and, and he it, just waited for Sly to come in. His like, son's oh. like, his son's like, oh, you guys are gonna fight? He's like, nah, I got this. They put they, they put the money down because Lincoln Hawk is known for, as being the baddest, the baddest round. So they arm wrestle, and the whole time, like they're like, of course, at the end of the movie is about like, a big competition in Vegas, arm wrestling competition, yeah. and the win. Not- Win this stuff, and yeah. It's How good. else do you end an arm wrestling movie? It's got to be some sort of tournament that he's yeah. got to go through. It, it's a fantastically average movie. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a fun time, man. Cliffhanger's good, too. I like Cliffhanger, too. I'm a big yeah. fan. That's a good era for I feel me. like Sly did the more, like, wooey-woo movies, more so than Arnold. Like I feel like Arnold's action movies were, like, more like Commando, Terminator. Like, they're more straightforward. Sylvester's were a little like, I'm going to do, you know what? This is a weird fucking premise. I'm going to do this movie. I took it as just the fact that Sly just worked more. That too, yeah. He just like, in the 90s, like he just did, he just had a way bigger outpour, out, out, output of shit. Yeah. Like the fact that there's a Kurt Russell Sly movie mm-hmm. is amazing. I yeah. love that movie. No one else did, but I thought it was fucking amazing. But so that's what I did. I, feel, I watched Roadhouse. It's amazing. I got it on 4K. I'm waiting for it to come in at some point mm-hmm. here soon. It's amazing. Go watch Over the Top. It's it's killer. You're going to enjoy it. Go watch Cliffhanger. Huh? You're going to enjoy it. So, All right. That's me, man. What, 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 what are you going to wrap up the show, man? Uh, Well, we go from such a good note. I mean, the only other thing that I've got to wrap up the show. So Street Fighter Six is coming out. Yeah. I did not get a beta key, unfortunately. Mm. But in anticipation, I've been playing Street Fighter V. And I realize I hate Street Fighter V. Yeah. Why are you, why are you wasting your time? But I like Balrog a lot. I've been playing Balrog. He's fun. And I like boxing. Boxer. Boxer. I feel like I, I've always had this mental block with charge characters. 
Yeah. I think I finally just got at the point where it's like, because the other one that I started off playing SF5 with really was, I was a big Yurian, because I think Yurian's so fucking cool of a character. Mm-hmm. But he's also a charge character. Yeah. But Balrog's like the OG charge character. And his shit fucking works. Mm-hmm. Unlike Yurian, who I feel like has a lot of complicated bullshit. Balrog's like, my game plan is, I punch you in the fucking face. And you know, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I can get behind that. It's not always punch in the face. That's true. He also sweeps the leg. I also pull your leg out from under you in a very obvious yeah. manner, but yet you still don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I've been playing Balrog. You know, I'm still stuck in like fucking super bronze, ultra, ultra bronze territory, but I don't know, dude. I just really want to play, especially with everybody like playing the beta. Everybody got their fucking keys and like watching everyone play this game. I'm like, I just want to play this fucking game, dude. Like, it looks so much fun. Well, it sounds like it's doing better than Overwatch 2, which is having a lot of trouble. Dude, what a fucking clusterfuck of a fucking game. First of all, we're not going to let you play the old game at all. You know when we said that we were going to let you do that? Fuck you, we lied. Yeah, your skins don't also, transfer. The fuck you. come out, and it's not going to fucking work. Yeah, you can't get a match. And also, your skins, you, the skins you brought last time? You're an hour nah. to get a match. And also, you know, all that strict... All that shit we did to restrict the type of characters you can pick, that's still in there, baby. Yeah. So you're waiting an hour and a half to play a game where you can't play the character that you want to play. Yeah, dude. Fuck those guys. Also, it takes you – what was it? I saw some article. It was like to unlock a character for free. Or what was it? You can't – you have to unlock all the original characters. Like you don't just get them, which is also like in a free-to-play game, fuck you. Yeah. Um, And then also it was like – what was it? To like – get a legendary skin you had to pay you had to play like 700 games or some fucking bullshit yeah terrible fuck that shit dude terrible oh and the characters the new characters don't even look that fancy they all look the same no but i'll tell you what has been getting good press and i can't wait till it comes out on console because i feel like it would not work on my pc but the gundam overwatch game i've been here i've only seen really good things about gundam evolution which is basically Overwatch with Gundams. Yeah. I've been hearing really good things about that. Nice, too. I'll have to look into it. Yeah. I'll get that shit. Um, well, yeah. I'm, I'll end the pod with this, and no one else can see it but you. No. Um, because clearly ending it on Street Fighter V isn't the good, the best way to do it. But, no. Um, a couple weeks ago, you remember we had to postpone the pod or something? We did the pod early or did the pod late or something? I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. We did Because I had an appointment. Because I, mm-hmm. I had a, I had a new tattoo appointment. Yeah. So I want to. Show oh yeah, dude, show me. I want to show it to you. Hell yeah, boy! How so, bunker, dude? Yeah, I got that on my leg. Mikey looking with the OG nineties. Yeah. Hell. Dude, so. That shit looks fucking tight, dog. It's huge and it hurt real bad. Where's it at? On my left leg on the outside. Hell yeah, dude. So I got I got. That shit looks fucking good. Michelangelo. Old school style, comic book kind of style, toy, yeah. basically the toy version. But um, I love it, man. It's so sick. But like, it, yeah, I hurt real bad. Yeah, no, that looks so fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back thanks next week with more. Check the vending machines. Check it, guys.